Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 17 of the Avocado Gamescast, the Avocado's gaming podcast. I'm Merv, and today we're going full consumerist. Yay! We're going to discuss why we buy the hardware we buy. Spoiler alert, it's because we have no self-control. But before we get to that, let's meet the rest of the crew. Join me today. He's the console that's also a dick joke. He's the Nintendo Wii of people. It's science is bad. Hello, hello, hello. And also joining me today, you can touch him in the front or the back. Making his triumphant return to the podcast is the PS Vita of the group, Banner Thief. The PS Vita was a, it was a, a dramatic failure, but it was kind of ambitious in its failure. So I guess it sums me up pretty well. I don't think you're a failure, Banner Thief. You're on this podcast, which means you've succeeded in life. <laughs> That's true enough. This is the greatest thing that any of us will ever achieve. <laughs> That's true. Uh, that, it's spoken like a true avocadia. That's so true and so sad. <laughs> yeah, this is what my life is now. This is what it's come to. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that are kind of sad, uh, what we did last week was we discussed, um, we kicked off the podcast by talking about minions and what the consistency of their bodies was. So I actually put up a poll and I asked uh, the rest of the community, um, are minions' bodies rubbery, gooey, do- doughy, or spongy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with zero votes, mm-hmm. bringing up the rear, we have gooey. With one vote, mm-hmm. we have none of the above. With two votes, we have all of the above. Two votes, we have spongy. Three votes, we have doughy. And in a runaway mm-hmm. victory, with 11 votes, we have rubbery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. I don't want to touch a minion. Yeah, so it turns out that people think minions' bodies are rubbery. Um, Uh, They look kind of rubbery, so... Yeah, they do. I wonder if they're, like, touching snakes. Like, you think they're going to be all slimy, but you touch them, and they're actually, like, really dry and scaly. Yeah, I think maybe they are a little reptilian, but without the scales. So the same kind of feels a reptile, but without, like, the, the squamous bumpiness that they have. I just bet they're really dry. I bet you like you touch it and it like sucks the moisture out of your out of your hand. Yeah, and now, the you question can feel is... you can feel like your your mouth kind of go dry and your tongue go numb, and that's what happens when you touch a minion. Okay, if, if, the question is if you like if they trip, do they bounce? I don't know. I haven't watched enough minion film to to be able to answer that question. I don't question. get the impression that they're bouncy. Maybe oh. the, maybe maybe they're like the uh, the salt monster in that one uh, Star Trek episode that sucks the salt out of your body. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Good reference. And is that where they get the is that where they get the bounciness from the salt? I think maybe. from sucking up the moisture, they become kind of. Do they become like turgid when when you touch them? Like the, they suck the moisture are, out. I mean, parts of them do. They're actually uh, <laughs> salt and moisture vampires. They actually kill people sucking juices out of them. Okay, so moving on from minion erections, uh, mm-hmm. we we play video games. That's why we do this podcast. So I want to know what have you guys been playing recently? Uh, okay. Well, I will say right off the bat, I am very late in playing a lot of games from last year. But the one I've been playing most often the last few days is Battlefield One. It is the latest entry in the Battlefield saga. Oh, so I are they doing the same thing about... with, with the naming conventions like Xbox? They go from 360 to one, and here they went from 
four to the number that comes after four hardline, you know, four mm-hmm. hardline six, and then one. Yeah, it's, feel- it's like it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise. This is the first one in the series. You have to watch it to understand the rest of them. Yeah, I thought it's a prequel. We, exactly. I <laughs> thought we were talking about the first Battlefield, so 1942, aka Battlefield One, aka the World War. Uh, two battlefield, battlefield, but it's the World War One battlefield because it's the battlefield one because it's the first. And it's one. actually like the eighth or ninth one in the series, depending on how you're counting. So whatever. I count that company as as part of the whole battlefield thing. Oh yeah, I do too. I like those games. Yeah. Like so how's Battlefield One? Battlefield One is so weird. It is. It has some of the same problems I still associate with the Battlefield series. Like the shooting doesn't feel amazing. The 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 bullets don't feel meaty. It feels like you're shooting enemies, and as soon as you kill them, they kind of just do their animation, and you can't interact with them anymore. Which has always been one of my pet peeves with shooters. It just they it feels numb. It doesn't feel like you're shooting at people, and I uh, want to feel like I'm shooting at people. So no World War One teabagging. But the other problem admit, is, like, I want to feel go, like it's real, man. Yeah, that's that's my point. I want to feel like I'm really tearing those bodies apart. But really, <laughs> I have. I have other problems with it. The, my main problem is that it is trying. This is the first one to really try seriously with its campaign. It has four or five different distinct storylines, each with about four or five missions where you're fighting on a different front in the in the whole entire war. And there's like here's one where you're playing as a tank crew. Here's one where you're playing as a lady helping Lawrence of Arabia. And here's one where you're doing a beachfront stuff and it's, it's they're, they're each kind of well here this is our take on all quiet in the eastern front this is our take on lawrence of arabia this is our take on the uh on fly boys the the uh that great james franco vehicle everyone loved mm-hmm. that movie i haven't even heard of that movie which tells uh, you how much i love it <laughs> yeah it's, it's that good uh, my main problem is that it takes itself extremely seriously the storytelling and it doesn't the writing doesn't live up to that. The how serious is trying to take itself. It'll. It starts out with a big text crawl saying, "Well, sixty million people fought in World War One, the war to end all wars. It ended nothing." Yeah, Oof. that that's a little pretentious. Like, see, the reason I love something like like Bad Company Two so much is that it doesn't take itself seriously. So it gets that B movie feel really spot on. It ends up being really fun. But if a game like this ends up taking itself a little too seriously, and I understand they want to pay respect to the subject matter, but it's a really difficult tightrope to walk, and sometimes I think they fall off. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a point. It, there, I remember some of the marketing before it came out saying we're gonna we're gonna treat this subject with respect. We're gonna really try to pay homage to the soldiers and really really honor their sacrifice. We're even gonna have a big section where you play as the Harlem Hellfighters, one of the most famous. Uh, segregated units in the entire war. They had to fight alongside British troops because Americans didn't want to fight alongside black people. And oh God, we were so racist. But then it's only one one mission. It's it's a bad tutorial, and then it's over, and then that's it. It's all you see of them. It's just it just um, it feels like they wanted to wanted to fake like they were going to try to take it seriously, but then then just kind of drop it by the wayside. And no, you're just gonna. You're just going to go over here and play as the good-looking white people now. Interesting. Uh, I've heard there's no... Uh, you're never playing as France. That's kind of weird. Like in France or uh, as French people, which is kind of weird because that's like a, that was a major part of the war. 
Oh yeah, so far all I've played as is is British and Americans and and British even Britisher people and even more mm-hmm. American Americans because there's one American who just is, seems like generic American. There's another American with a southern accent. And there's then there's British people of diff, of different strengths of accent. That's who that's who you're playing as. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like they it seems like they tried to tell a lot of stories um, sort of well instead of one story really well. And maybe yeah. a greater deal of focus would have benefited the game. Yeah, it's a shame because it came out this, around the same time as Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which, while still being a Call of Duty game and still coming with everything you associate with that franchise at this point, managed to outdo itself in storytelling in a way I really wasn't expecting by telling one admittedly kind of dumb and and played out sci-fi story but telling it very well with characters you actually liked and wanted to see mm. and th- this one just feels like uh we just have arc battlefield one just feels like uh, we have archetypes of characters and we're gonna but we don't really spend any any time with them to sketch them out so we only so they can't really do anything other than just well you're a stereotypical british tank crew and you're you're just playing as a new guy who joins up right at the beginning you see the movie fury it's exactly like that yeah, yeah, but those vignettes look more interesting than anything that was up to this point in Battlefield, any Battlefield game. Like, yeah, that's, I haven't that's fair. been, yeah, I haven't been interested at all in Battlefield, and I, I think this kind of, um, while you probably could make a good Battlefield ga- uh, campaign, uh, like the with the usual like progression style of of a linear campaign, I think these vignettes actually kind of fit the um uh, the style of the game and like the the uh, the uh, you know the theme of the game being it a big war with uh, a lot of people being engaged from like uh, a lot of different parts of the world and uh it seems interesting uh but if if it's not done uh, you know especially well then I understand it's not but uh the idea was was maybe you know interesting sound yeah, I think it's something – I think they had an ambition to sort of cover the entire war. I don't yeah. know if that's something that can really be done justice though. And I think some these things benefit from, say, concentrating on one aspect of the war and doing mm-hmm. that really well. Um, but I, it's it's ambition that I do appreciate and ambition that is sorely lacking at the AAA level. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I will – yeah, I want to like it more than I do. There are some things it's it's there are some things it's doing all right. I do like I'll admit some of the characters while being very archetypal are still likable in that very in the very much well. Well, this story the storyline set up ex, set up basically forcing you to root for these characters in some ways because that's you know, they're tropey stories for a reason because they work. I don't know. It's just some of it just seems like they wanted like they tried to do their homework but gave up halfway through. Like I, you know what I really don't like, like me that probably college. says everything. <laughs> yeah, the thing that really, really says everything about this game is that the very first gun they give you is a fully automatic machine gun that you can just carry around with you. Mm-hmm. What World mm-hmm. War One was famous for: fully automatic weapons. Um, but they have some interesting, like, um, uh, like things that. Uh, I think they did some research on like there's a, like a full armor thing that one of the Italian soldiers is wearing like, that actually existed I think and uh, all the tank designs are uh, are very accurate from what I've heard and uh, and some of the things are actually kind of 
uh, interestingly uh, accurate. And and uh, World War One was such a weird period in history that it's 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 fascinating to actually see a little bit of it from what I've seen. I don't know. Maybe some of it just seems like they like they really tried to do everything they could to to make you not just use bolt action rifles. It's like, well, those oh, yeah. are just boring. Let's yeah. let's just give them a machine gun. Let's give them a shotgun. Let's give them everything else besides the weapon ninety nine percent of soldiers use. Yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, I guess it's not that much fun to base a video game around running around with a Ross rifle or a Lee Enfield. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess it could be kind of interesting in a survival horrorish kind of way, giving you a weapon that backfires thirty percent of the time. Yeah, but that's not that, that's not battlefield. Unfortunately, that's the problem with wars of this period. Like you, you go back far enough, you the weapons start being fun, and it's like that's why we've probably never seen a real good civil war game. Is because it, who who would have fun with the with a lot of single shot rifles and that you that you would have to fire once, take t- fifteen seconds to reload, fire again. Like only a select group of people would even like playing a game like that. The rest of them would be like, yeah. why can't I, why can't I automatic fire? Where's my M16? Woo. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's my impression. That's of, why you uh, make the average the, video game player time traveling good... civil war game. Where somebody comes back in uh, time. And... Yeah, like darkest of days. of days. Yeah, darkest of days. The worst uh, game I've seen for quite a while. Uh, also, World War One was t- took place a lot of time just sitting in in trenches. So that would probably also be pretty boring. Yeah, and then dying like trench from trench foot. Game. Yeah, so if you want to make an accurate so game, well. you just you sit in the trench for five hours, and then you then you come down with sickness. You spend the next three hours in a hospital bed, and then the, then the black black screen in the game ends. <laughs> it's very yeah, dysentery <laughs> simulator, nineteen sixteen. Yeah, yeah um, but that's war, you know. That's depressing. So they didn't want to do that. They wanted to do like funny. Oh, let's just like ride horses and shoot guns at each other. Woohoo! Yeah. I mean, you're going to make a shooty bang bang game. You have to make the shooty bang bang interesting. So I get what they're going for, but it does. I don't want to say necessarily make it unrealistic, but make it atypical of Mm -hmm. what war was like in that period. Yeah. Um, So science, what have you been playing? Well, I, unfortunately I've been playing some dark souls three. Unfortunately, yeah, I really love Dark Souls. I'm a big, big, big fan of the series. But there's... I've tried... I've been... Okay, so I've played Dark Souls 3 for about 23 hours, which is not not a huge amount for, for, for Dark Souls. Uh, I'm more or less halfway through the game. Maybe a little more than halfway through the game. And um, I stopped playing uh, like a couple of months back. Um, I don't know, like maybe six months back. Um, and and I, I, I just couldn't get through a, a tough part of a game, which is standard for Dark Souls. But I don't know, something about it is really frustrating. So uh, I came back to it uh, this week, started playing it again. And like played it for a couple of hours, and I'm still stuck in that part. And I think I might be done with Dark Souls. I don't know. I I think I'm I'm done with the whole thing. I, I it, it's maybe maybe Dark Souls three isn't as well made as the other ones because it's 
there's something about it that or i'm i'm i might be getting older <laughs> uh, because there's something about it that frustrates me more than usual than these games usually do so is the sort of typical gameplay loop of the series not present in dark souls 3 like does practice not make you better in this game or uh no it does but there's something i'm not quite sure like um i don't know there's something missing uh, or <laughs> Or maybe, as I said, I- I'm getting more frustrated that I'm just losing hours. Like, um, I feel like I'm not, I'm banging my head against the wall. So maybe I should go exploring and, you know, find some new stuff. But it's less obvious, I guess, than in the past where I should go and where should I explore and where I can go. And I don't want to go to a fac and, and look at that and it's all kind of frustrating. Uh, I'm not quite. I I I don't see myself finishing that game, which is a shame because, um, you finished I, the, the, the other are, two. Yeah, I finished the other two. I I 100% the first one, uh, which took me 300 hours. Yikes. Uh, yeah, so I really like these games. Um, and the art is still fantastic. Uh, like the area where I'm in, where I'm banging my head against that. Uh, it re- really looks just, it's gorgeous. It's, it's fantastic looking. It's beautiful. It's this beautiful, like a Gothic, um, well, it's all Gothic, right? But, uh, it's like this snowy, uh, ashen castle kind of area that has like these like tall, lanky looking weird, uh, swordsmen that are like using magic, uh, it's it's a kind of like a dreamy, uh, like a gothic nightmare uh, type of thing. It's really beautiful, but oh my god, it's it's the it's it's so frustrating because it's not. I don't think I, I it, like they kill me with like two swings. I can kill them with like two swings, right? So it's like it's so it's either, almost like rock paper scissors. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, it doesn't feel good. It's it's not like um, I can't get through to the next bonfire no matter how hard I try because even if I like oh I I perfected this part of the run I make one little mistake and I'm back at the bonfire which is really frustrating and I kind of quit so yeah it sounds like a checkpointing uh, issue like the bonfires are just not yeah close enough together. I think- yeah, I think people uh, really complained that the second one had too many bonfires and they scaled that down, which I don't think was a 100% good idea because, um, uh, like, they should, I think they should have added a bonfire like halfway between where I am at and where is the where the next bonfire is because it's not, it's just not fun. Like this, these ga- I know these games are supposed to be like that. Yeah, it's supposed to but... pride themselves on difficulty. Yeah, and, and like I, I've seen the like the concept of the progress in Dark Souls, and it's like uh, it's it's a fun little like um, like a chart of of how it looks like. Like uh, you're supposed to like waste your time, like 
quote-unquote waste your time uh with the game until you reach a reach a reach a you know like a like a point where you like get through the next like a get through the hump get to the next bonfire and then you know you progress you progress you progress and then you reach a new like a like a like a point where you can't do that and you waste a little bit more time of of mastering that part of the level and and so forth but yeah it just it time, seems like this 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 endless loop almost of yeah yeah but this time it's getting it's, solely it's, better yeah but this time it's just not not good so i play also so i not just to get not only talk about a bummer that that's been not being able to progress to dark souls so i, I say... wanted to ask you do you think maybe there's some problems with them mm-hmm. having made five of those types of games in seven years you oh yeah, maybe you, you think maybe you're just you've just you've just reached your limit with that type of game? Oh yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. Um, I think it was a very cool novelty the first time uh, I played Dark Souls, right? Uh, and everybody says like, oh, the first time you play uh, the first Dark Souls you play is your the first Souls series game you play is your favorite soul series game and when and then the next game you play it's your le- less you know it's like um the more you play of these games of from the series the, the the less you like them um and i think that's true because there's um uh, the, the novelty lies in mystery and player communication and difficulty and 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 once you like played a lot of those games it's it's less interesting and more frustrating um so yeah maybe maybe i just kind of i have to like really not play these games for a long while and then return to them we'll see um j- just to add another game to not only talk about a bummer <laughs> uh, uh i i've i've started playing Rompa 2 um which is a fun Ooh. uh have you yeah, played the first one yeah, I played the first one to completion. It it was re- really cool. Uh, I think I like nine 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 series a little bit more, uh, but it's still kind of in that in that kind of um, st- that kind of style game of like uh, like a digital novel that also is a game more than other digital novels. That's about Japanese high high school students uh, trapped in one place, uh, and they have to kill each other, kill each other, and then you have crazy trials to figure out who did it. So, so, Don, so, so I've not played any of that, even though I've been tr- been wondering about getting it. Is Danganronpa the one where they were? It's basically a battle royale, or is that the nine 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 series? Nine 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 is like a saw type thing where one person is okay. Yeah, one person is killed because of the mastermind that's pulling the strings, and you kind of have to figure like you're constantly in danger of your life, and you have to figure out riddles not to be killed by the mastermind and the Dangan. That just sounds like life. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, preach it. Uh, and then Danganronpa is like, oh, these high school students are killing themselves. I mean, each other, and um, and you have to figure out who killed whom. Uh, at the trial so that's the difference i guess yeah Yeah, the nice thing about danganronpa is that um it sort of blends the visual novel style of of gaming with um almost something like ace attorney ish but yeah the action that the the logic puzzles also involve reflexes so 
it's it's blending two or three different styles of game together into a weird cocktail. Mm-hmm. Also, I also played a little bit of the new Ace Attorney, but I I haven't gotten far far yet. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Danganronpa okay. is actually one of my favorites. The sequel a little bit less so. It does some things that I think are a little more gamey, and there's a reason for that, which I'm not going to spoil. Um, but they're in a video game. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, 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 it just seems like such an obvious twist because they're so heavily implying that. I don't know. I don't confirm it, but it's I'm not going to confirm anything. But I will say yeah. that whatever you think is going on, there's more to it than that. Okay, cool. Um, all right, moving on. What the twist I've... is that we're in a video game. Oh no! I, am I? Uh... Am I earning points now? Can I reroll I... my stats and like <laughs> yes, be taller please. I, and I, more I, I need to put all of my stuff into charisma because I failed miserably. <laughs> Where's my strength bonus? I thought I thought I was. Uh, I'm wearing a plus five vest and it's not doing anything. I also need a need a cheap, easy way to make gold really fast. <laughs> I want to hack this game because I'm not doing very well. You guys see that? There's like this subreddit, which is something like our real life or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, look it up. It's just like uh, how how to survive in the MMO of life. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff on Reddit. Um, it's a jokey thing though. So yeah, it's it's one of the good subreddits. It's yeah. not one of the it's not one of the awful ones that keeps getting reported on the news for brigading or harassing people. Um, Reddit's a mix of good and bad. Like yeah, most websites. Yeah. Um, so what I've been playing, or actually what I just finished playing, was Yakuza Zero, mm-hmm. uh, which is the not counting spinoffs sixth entry in the Yakuza series. Man, it went I one, see. two, three, four, five, zero, six. Mm-hmm. Uh, six is not out yet in the West. In any case, uh, Yakuza Zero is the prequel to the whole Yakuza series, and you get to see the origins of two of the series' main characters, uh, Kazuma Kiryu and uh, Goro Majima, uh, and how they came to be uh, in the criminal underworld of Japan. Mm. It's a really weird game for me, because typically when you think of... It's often sold as the Japanese GTA, but I think that's the wrong way of selling it. It's more like the Japanese bully. If you will, I, I would, I would, I would say it's like a better Shenmue. Yeah, uh, Shenmue. I would, I from what I understand of the Yakuza, Shenmue was very much well. It was trying to be you are, you are, you are living in this world, and all the other NPCs are going around having their own little adventures. It was almost like you were playing as a character of The Sims whose father was murdered, and you have to navigate through the Sim world in order to find him. Which obviously that game was made before they could really do any AI to make live up to that promise. But Jokasov uh, seems very much more a straightforward. This is an open world and you walk around and you talk to people and you do your side missions and you can own businesses. Yeah, but it's also like very, very slow and, and deliberate. And there's a lot of like side activities and you can play space harrier. So it reminds me of, okay. of, yeah, it's, it's well, space definitely... harrier means Shenmue for me. That's honestly yeah. how I how I learned about space harrier was playing yeah. that playing Shenmue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a, there's obviously a little bit of Shenmue in its DNA, but I think the closest Western counterpart would be Bully. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's that's not a bad thing, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I actually much prefer it to bully, if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean it's the same sort of thing where, you know, you have com you the combat is mainly beating people up. Um which you can do which you will do repeatedly throughout this game, like hundreds of times. Um and the rest of the gameplay consists of mini games, everything ranging from karaoke to dancing to racing stock cars. Um, some of these mini games are more fun than others. I didn't spend a lot of time doing, say, uh, excuse me, uh, batting practice, but I did karaoke four or five times. Mm -hmm. So um, it really depends on what you want to do. There's also a simulation element. Uh, so there's a real estate element and a hostess club running element. Um, there's a Tell really me about awkward the hostess club. Pardon me. You got to tell me about the hostess club. Okay, you're doing your best creepy voice. It's um, not. I don't think it's a sexual thing. Some of the hostess clubs are just like, oh, let me hang out with you. Oh, yeah. it's the one where you where you pay the women and they're like, hey, I'm going to pay you, but you're not going to take your clothes off. You're just going to yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Because so I'm a lonely salary actually, man. Hostess clubs generally have an explicit, you know, no touching rule. Um, so, yeah, it's basically paying for companionship from yeah. attractive ladies. Um I'm sorry. Like escorts, but you sit down. Uh, yeah, so you can run a hostess club, and it was a little awkward trying to explain to my roommates what a hostess club was because they're watching me play it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting experience to go through all these different uh, side activities. Now, Bear, yeah, if you want I think to know... about Sorry, now that I think about it, it's also a lot like Shenmue that it lets you experience Japan culture a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's very much steeped in Japanese culture. Um, the first Yakuza game in the series, the original one, was dubbed in English, but to my knowledge, no mm -hmm. subsequent ones were. Um, and I can't imagine playing a dubbed version of this. And I'm somebody who's very pro-dub in general. Like, I got mad when Digimon Story didn't get dubbed last year. Um, still played it, still enjoyed it, but I really wanted to get dubbed. This game, I can't imagine playing dubbed. It would be so bizarre. So, yeah. I, I have heard that the that the dubbing on that first shock game was atrocious in kind of an amazing way. Yeah, like they like they, they westernized it in the way like eight, late eighties anime people were, <laughs> were westernizing dubbing, like adding in tons of swear words and just making everyone with the most ridiculous accent. Oi, oi, I'm <laughs> I'm from America. <laughs> I we love all the... speak like New York accents. I love the stilted way of du of dubbing that they did in the 80s and 90s. It's it's amazing. Yeah, dubbing has changed a lot. I think people yeah. still have um still have bad memories of growing up in anime from the 90s and yeah. how bad like the Sailor Moon dub was. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop though was like one of the first dubs that were was actually really good. So yeah, and it's not even yeah. like, and it's really good by the standards of those time. Now, nowadays, you consider Cowboy Bebop like an average dub. Yeah, but by those, yeah. but by those times, it was like the first time we've gotten a legit, really well done dub. Yeah, yeah. Them in the them in the in the Studio Ghibli move films kind of led the way, and having dubs that weren't eye bleeding. I mean, sorry, ear bleeding. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. experiencing Princess Mononoke in the dub, which had like, we have Billy Bob Thornton, and we have actual actors who can actually voice act doing the dub, and it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. See, and even the thing is now, like I, I've listened to some of the, the Studio Ghibli dubs, 
sorry, Ghibli. Ghibli? I forget which one it is. Uh, it, it's Ghibli. One, actually. It's Ghibli is the actual word, but they pronounce it Ghibli in the yeah. name. That's how yeah. it Oh, they're crazy. Yeah. They're weird. Those Japanese people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we say this on every podcast. Um, yeah, so it's strange that Disney got all the celebrity talent. They're not really drawing from the typical voice actor pool when they do their dubs. I actually prefer the the uh, the Ghibli dubs that were done by, like, say, G-Kids. They did From Up on Poppy Hill. And I believe they also did When, Ar- when Marnie Was There. And I think those are slightly higher quality dubs because th- they're from people who do you know, do dubbing for, uh, that's like their main business. Whereas Disney, it's sort of like a side business for them almost. So it's not something that they, they specialize in. Um, so if you want like the really good Ghibli dubs, the less popular Ghibli movies are, are uh, uh, what you should check out. Yeah. I haven't even uh, heard uh, yeah, of either yeah. of those. So there you go. I, I've, I've seen where Marnie was there. Uh, good dub. Good dub. Yeah. Good dub. Very strange movie. Very uh, bizarre yeah. movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, um, kind of fun though. Does it turn out that Marnie wasn't there at all? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're kind of spoiling Spoilers. it. Spoiler. We're going we're gonna to put a spoiler warning at the start of the section. We're spoiling when Marnie was there. Um, yeah. Marnie wasn't really there. Well, yeah. she was there, but she uh, she was there, but um, she this is, is like yeah. This is like oh, the twist ending in no. My Dinner with Andre when you realize it was actually just a, just a nice little brunch instead of a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like this island is actually a peninsula. Um no, uh, it's it's a it's a very bizarre movie. The way it yeah. ends, uh, it's not necessarily the way it ends, but um, it's a movie that has to keep you in suspense about something for most of its duration. Yeah, and and you you kind of question reality. Uh, it sometimes it feels like a Lynch movie where you like I'm not quite sure if this is reality or not anymore. Yeah, well, that it's, sounds great. It's almost like Perfect Blue for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's a good review of that movie. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little bizarre, uh, yeah. and there's a reason there's a reason why so many people interpret it uh, mis I would say misinterpret it as having uh, queer undertones. Where it yeah does yeah not. yeah definitely. I was watching it. I was like, huh, is this about that? And then it went the other way. And I was it like, went oh, the other okay, way. Okay. And there's yeah. still some people who stubbornly cling to that belief, nah, but nah, I'm like. If you think that's what it is, then you kind of have to believe it's incestuous. (laughs) Then there's some problems in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, Yakuza 0, not incestuous, um, (laughs) but very enjoyable. As far as the plot goes, it's it's a very well-told – aside from some elements I think are a little bit far-fetched, I think it's a very well-told crime story. Which is not something you, it's not something that I get out of say GTA, which tends to be a little too scattershot in its approach. It's something where they were very focused on the, the story they wanted to tell, and they told it really well. Um, mm-hmm. So I pre, it's something that made me appreciate ten minute cutscenes, which is something I, I never thought I would say. Oh yeah, I, I take it you're not a fan of Metal Gear Solid. Um, I've never actually played Metal Gear Solid. I need to get around um, to doing that. I I I seen both game both games in action. I I played a lot of Metal Gear Solid. I played a lot less Yakuza, but I watched it play a lot. And let me tell you, those like cutscenes from Metal Gear Solid and cutscenes for Yakuza couldn't be more different. Uh, oh, yeah. Even though they're both like uh, sometimes ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yakuza just likes likes to like uh, have two characters talk through some problem 
while on like a like a nice comfy couch and you're like uh you, you're like taking it all in and it's a nice scene and it's nicely shot and it has atmosphere well metal gear solid some anime bullshit that they're just flipping around and yeah fucking... from what i've seen yakuza is very much it, it almost feels like a like a prestige television series about the yakuza where it's like <laughs> oh we'll just have like a big 10 minute scene where two characters just talk to each other about something that maybe might not advance the story but it'll get you to know these characters whereas metal gear solid yeah. is moving 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 oh my god anime oh my god robots oh my god nano machines yeah. yeah yeah nano machines son yeah yakuza zero like there are a lot of scenes where you just spend a lot you spend time with they're all advancing the plot generally but there are a lot of scenes where you just spend time with people in very typical situations just like people hanging out at a ramen bar or um people chilling at a cafe and there's it sort of mixes these very mundane things with you know the fantastical unrealistic side of the yakuza and it does it in this really interesting way the other thing i'd say about these cutscenes is that um they're very very much indebted to, to cinema and television especially yeah. in the way they present they they're the people who made these games clearly understand a lot about camera angles how to frame things um in a way that amplifies the drama um, now I gotta say the the latest entry in the series is way 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 better than the first entry in the series from what I've seen. Uh, they evolved really like like the the camera angles and the style of the of the games like evolved very clearly throughout the years. So yeah, and there there's a reason they're remaking the first Yakuza yeah. game, um, yeah. which should be coming out this summer, I think, at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, um, at least in Japan. I don't know when they've announced the Western release, but we'll see. All right, so let's move on to the meat and potatoes of this particular podcast. Um, so we all play a lot of video games, meaning we all have machines on which to play those video games. Um, and we all have to make... I don't think any of us own own every major console that's out right now. Um, I don't think any of us own the Ouya, for instance. Um, oh yeah, Every yeah. The major, major console, console, the <laughs> the major console. Um, well, major in terms of press coverage, not all that major was positive. In terms of ninety slang, major console, major console. This console so they, radical. Their name radical. was like <laughs> their name was like a nineties drink mascot. It's oh yeah, yeah. like the Kool Aid yeah. Man. Yeah, um, a pro wrestler should be bursting through a wall and giving it to a kid like, yeah, this drink this and you'll become buff like me. It totally has steroids in it. Yeah, the all tilted camera angles and like crazy zooms and everybody screaming, oh, yeah. And, then, and that type of slow-mo where, where instead of just actually slowing it down, they just like have the frame. So it's everything stuttery yeah. and looks like garbage. Yeah, fantastic. Man, the 90s were garbage. No, no, we're talking about the OEA commercial. <laughs> the 90s were terrible. Randy the Ram was right. Yeah, fuck the 90s. <laughs> uh... um, so enough dumping on the 90s. We all have video game machines of various types. We have, some of us yeah. have game PCs, PCs, some of us have consoles. Um, so I think what we're going to discuss today is why did we buy what we bought? I mean... There's a reason I don't own, say, an Xbox, but I do own a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, what influenced your console slash handheld buying decisions? Um, uh, all my well, money goes uh, into my gaming PC. 
Uh, I actually just bought a new graphics card. It's funny. Nice. I left right before this, I uh, got a an R, uh, AMD RX 480, which is kind of yeah. kind of the, they're they're kind of the, the top end of the mid scale. Yeah, I've heard that's getting a, much more than this. You get nice the card. 1070s, and you get you get into cards that are a hundred dollars more at least to get anything better. So this was kind of where, where I said, yeah. plays everything point, at, plays everything at 60 frames a second, which yeah. is what I'm looking for. So that's fine. At that mm-hmm. point, it's diminishing I'm, returns too. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Banner. I have a like a mid scale graphics card. The next step is like a 1080, uh, which which I probably will buy uh next year because i'm not it, the games are still running like on like uh the best the highest details they're running like either 60 frames or close to it so i'm not 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 gonna buy a new card anytime soon but uh yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah i got a gtx huh. 970 when that becomes the minimum then i think i'm gonna upgrade yeah Although I, I do have uh, a PS4 and a Wii U and a 3DS, so I have a couple of of other things uh, going on, and I and I bought them all because of uh, exclusive games, and that's it. Uh, that's the only reason I buy uh, a console because I I can't play something on something else. I I don't care about uh, social features, multiplayer. I don't care about all that crap. Um, I bought I bought I bought PlayStation 4 because I wanted to play. Uh, Bloodborne, and I wanted to play Uncharted, and I wanted to play Persona, and um, I bought 3DS because of a bunch of smaller titles I want to play, and I bought the Wii U because uh, I wanted to play Mario Maker, and I wanted to play uh, the new Zelda that I thought was coming out, but actually it probably will be better on the Switch, so they kind of fucked me up with that one. You plan on getting a Switch at some point? Uh, I I bought the Wii U like two three years after it came out because I wanted to get it cheaper. So I don't see myself buying the Switch out of the gate because I I don't feel comfortable buying consoles when they're new because there's so few games uh, that I can play uh, on them. So I wait like two three years to see uh, what kind of library they build around the system. Yeah. I, I know it's I know it's weird to bet against Nintendo because they've been doing this for longer than I've been alive. But I don't know something about the Switch just doesn't. It feels. It, I just don't. I'm just not exactly sure what they're thinking with it. I think it, there's it's thinking... not. It's not a tablet. It's not really a handheld because because it, its battery life is crap. It's kind of an underpowered console. It feels like it's three different underpowered things rolled up into one underpowered thing. And I'm not exactly sure why one would want to buy it. I think what they thought was, okay, we have we have 3DS and we have Wii U. And we, we got plenty of people playing the 3DS. Like there's uh, millions of people playing 3DS, especially in Japan, but other parts of the world also. And we come out with a bunch of games for 3DS. And then we got Wii U, which isn't doing so well, but uh, we some people are still playing it and some multiplayer games are still popular. Uh, and people prefer to play on a big screen. Why don't we just smoosh them up in one console 
and like come out every game will come out on this thing instead of two separate things and we don't fracture the market we have a one central thing that will uh focus uh all of our groups of people that want to do one or want to do the other and it'll be great and then it's it's kind of like middle of the road like now nobody's happy quite yeah so i feel i feel like the people who want a new handheld from nintendo are going to be upset that the battery lasts three hours yeah and the people who wanted a new console are going to be upset that it's still not quite to the level of the other consoles there's still a, they still feel a generation behind tech wise i don't yeah. think it's a gen- whole generation behind but it's like half a generation behind which still angers some people but i i never thought of nintendo as people that uh go after like graphics and and tech like that it's more like okay what 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 imaginative things we can do with the thing we have uh and and gimmicks and and such come on man i want to see zelda's hair blowing in 4k hdr (laughs) Uh... all the rays of slun glittering off of her gigantic cell-shaded forehead i just want to see every strand of hair on her goddamn head if i'm I not want every single that... strand to be compute to can be individually computed i want yeah. i want apply stress effects to zelda <laughs> yes <laughs> i want every, every eyelash to be separate and like moving in the wind in a separate direction remember when stress effects was a thing when the first tomb raider well not the first tomb raider the tomb raider reboot came out and then i and then people tried it, uh, and it looked like shit, and it like have the frame rate. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It was, oh yeah, it was I terrible. Remember. Like uh, I, I had, I had a, I had a, I had a. I want to say it was a six eighty, which was at that time basic, basically the best card you could buy. And I remember it bugging the hell out and just couldn't um, handle it. I played The Witcher three, and I, when I turned that on, it still dropped like ten frames. So I said, "No, nah, fuck that," and I just turned it off. So it yeah, doesn't they... even look good. It looks like speaking of fuck the nineties, it looks like those fucking nineties screensavers <laughs> with like the the shifting lines. It's it, it, if it if it wouldn't if it wouldn't do the FPS thing, uh, I would I would still turn it on because it's better than the flat hair alternative that i don't like i never like video game hair they always look terrible so if you could just like yeah like trust effects is not great but it's better than alternative and maybe in time it will get even better so uh, yeah maybe maybe but for now the, i'm yeah yeah i think the problem is that it's that it's one of uh of differing scales of uh of Detail. graphical prowess like like remember la noir like yeah, everything looked that. just looked like a really it was like a really basic 2011 overworld video game but the faces were so hyper detailed and expressionistic that it just stuck out that you have these have these really next level advanced faces on video game man body and it's like yeah. well, you go God. By, it was so bizarre cuz their it was their yeah. hand movements and their body movements were like, so plastic yeah it looked like a 2011 video game but but with with a 2018 video game face slapped onto all the models and you're going oh god yeah we're humans but we're trapped in puppets that's how it looked like uh no you get back to la noir now and it's not 2018 it looks worse than like uh until dawn and and some of the games oh yeah there have been there's been a video game expressions have gotten a lot better since that game yeah, but it still looks amazing for the system. You're like, whoa, there's nothing like it on... on uh, oh, it looked system. great. It overheated my 360 when I played it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it it was it was a strange experience at the time, and I think it would it would look a little dated now, especially since we've had games like Uncharted Four, where they've really matched uh, the body language in terms of fidelity to the facial expressions. Oh yeah, I think it's important. Amazing, yeah, looks amazing. And yes. all the all the Skyrim mods I've installed to make all my characters 4K, and they they look they look pretty great. Yeah, don't tell me about your Skyrim mods. Oh, I'm going to tell you about my Skyrim mods. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the true. After Dark podcast. <laughs> The after yeah the the highly detailed butt hair podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, speaking of Uncharted Four, I think that's Obviously. the reason I bought my my PS4 was to play Uncharted Four because I yeah. loved the first three. Well, I loved two and three. Less said about one, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wanted to see how the quadrilogy, I guess, ends. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I bought it. I bought it. That's not a word. That's why I bought uh, my PS4 was to play Uncharted Four, and then the other games that. I got shortly after buying it were things like Gravity Rush Remastered, which I haven't finished yet because I don't enjoy it that much, uh, and Digimon Story, which I really enjoyed a lot, and now Yakuza Zero. Can so, I ask a question? Yeah. What's Digimon? What is Digimon? It's like Pokemon, but not. Is the imagine Pokemon, Pokemon? All I ever but... knew was 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 Pokemon. It felt it felt like what if all the Pokemon were dinosaurs and this was lamer. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no, no. So Digimon has its origins in virtual pet Tamagotchi-esque games made by Bandai. Um, it's like, they're basically like Tamagotchis, but with a different brand. Then that expanded into an anime series that was way fucking better than the Pokemon one. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I'd I mean, the Pokemon anime was, was terrible. You're, oh, you're yeah, yeah. not blowing me away with this. Yeah, but it was more popular. Uh, but but Digimon was way more uh, complex and interesting. Yeah, so basically, if you grew up watching those those particular series, then you remember the Digimon anime series. Unfortunately, yeah. Digimon didn't have the same success with video games as Pokemon did, because for the most part, Digimon video games are utter shit. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, one exception, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which came out in the West last year. It is excellent. It is basically Persona, but with Digimon. More like Borsona. Yeah, I knew, yeah, Banner, I knew you. (laughs) You can't do that joke two times. Oh, oh, wait. One of them wasn't recorded. One of them was, one of them won't make it. Ladies and gentlemen, be aware that Banner did make that joke before. So it's a rehash of a bad joke. Not only a bad joke, but a rehash. I mean, of we a rehash joke. jokes all the time. Like when we That's make true. fun of Sonic. But not when it's for Persona, which is a fun game, and Banner doesn't know shit. Oh, shots fired, man. What, what Persona game have you played, Banner, that you're so critical about it? I've watched Giant Bomb play Persona 4. Yeah. And that was not good. Just fucking giant bomb. They're boring as shit. Pa- I skip past all the gameplay. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I don't watch much giant bomb. I can't tell you whether they're boring or not. Um, I like both. Yeah. You like both giant bomb and persona. Yes. Look at you, so, Mister Positive. My yes. main problem is that I've, I've just I'm I grow incredibly frustrated very easily with it with the JRPG style of gameplay where it's. Oh God! I have ten hours of grinding between me and the next big story element. Oh, yeah, God. that's a problem. Persona yeah, Four, a... if you play it in the easiest difficulty setting, is balanced so that you don't have to grind. 
Yeah, but what what's the fun in that? I want to be challenged, but don't. Ha- I, I don't just want, want to experience. I, I would want to just experience the crazy Jap- crazy Japanese story. Like I don't, then I don't care. I don't care about it. Then you can watch the anime version. Oh yeah, the anime version is pretty okay too. They made the, mm. an anime series. Yeah, it's um, pretty okay. So you can watch I like Catherine. That was a good game. Yeah, yeah, Catherine was okay. It was it was like an actual game instead of Grindfest. Did you? Is that the reason? Is Catherine the reason you bought a PS3? No, I, I no. Catherine's kind of the reason I. No, never mind. This is going down <laughs> a weird tangent. Oh, I think pretty, we're already on a pretty this weird. Is all, this is also for my After Dark podcast. Hmm. Understandable, Catherine. Catherine so is Catherine a the, bit of... is the reason that you dated two women named Catherine at the same time. No, that that would be pretty. That would be a pretty good story, though. <laughs> I should have lied and said yes. <laughs> Completely um, coincidental. Yeah, time. nothing to do with the video game. I swear. Um, so, Banner, you own you. You mainly say you you play on PC, but yeah. I guess you have owned a PS3. Game that you yeah, played Catherine. I, I owned all of the previous generation of consoles. I owned a PS3. 360 and for a brief period i owned a wii before i sold it because i didn't have any games i wanted to play on it smart choice um so what made you buy the the ps3 and the 360 well my parents bought them for me ah (laughs) 360 was just because i had because it was the first one out it was out in 2005 and i was like i've got to get a next generation console my mom's like fine maybe this will stop your whinging you little shit and then she got me the console the next year is like well i want a ps3 and she's like no but then she got it for me in 2007 anyway because she said fine maybe this will stop your whinging you little shit if maybe he said maybe maybe if she said maybe if i'd get distracted with a console game she wouldn't have to beat me as hard <laughs> huh? Huh? oh it's the truth uh. police it's coming for banner thief <laughs> for too much sharing <laughs> Oh, it's the oversharing police. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I just, I just I I played video games a lot, and they were kind of my pastime. And I so mm-hmm. my mom, my mom, she made good money, so she said, "You know what? I'm going to get you your console because that's what you like. It's not like you have any friends to talk to." Uh... Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting so enough. real. Um, that's uh, that's more or less why I'm playing video games. So let's not kid ourselves. See, that... it's a good way to spend some time when you're uh, alone in your dark, dark house with your alcohol. I will say See... I mainly played the 360. The PS3 I got, I got, and I'm, I think I ended up owning about four games for it. So that was money well spent on my mom's were, part. There were good, good exclusives. Yeah, it was yes. Uncharted yeah. 2, Uncharted 3, and then. I can't remember the others. I do remember at some point in 2012, the Blu-ray drive and it broke and I never got it fixed. So that was the end of my PlayStation 3. I think, I still think it's very important to have a console because some assholes are still not putting out games for PC. And I'm still mad that Red Dead Redemption never came out on PC. Fuck you, Rockstar. Oh no! The the didn't they say the the third one, the next one's coming out this year? Yeah. How how much you want? I will bet you money right now that it gets delayed. Yeah, it will get delayed, and it will it will be on the PC like a year after it comes out on on consoles. But As a year year after that way, they can milk all the money they can from the yeah. multiplayer for the PlayStation, and then they'll release it on PC. Yeah, yeah, they'll do what they did with GTA Five, probably. Uh, it and sucks because be- I wanted to like the GTA Five multiplayer so much more than I did by the time by the time it came out on PC, and by the time I really got invested in it, it was hacker central, and Rockstar didn't give a 
fuck about fixing any of it. They just want you to buy more shark cards. Yeah. You know, it's all about the sweet, sweet microtransaction money. I have, like, we talk a lot about how, you know, EA and Ubisoft are, are scummy, but Take Two is pretty scummy themselves. Um, They're all they, scum. We should kill yeah. them all. <laughs> but we don't advocate. Them out the street. We don't advocate I killing think, on this podcast. I think between the three of us, we don't have enough manpower to do anything to those guys. Yeah, especially like little flabby armed guy like me. <laughs> What am I going to do? Like, I have no muscles. Actually, I'm American. I own no 27.3 guns per capita. While I have the manpower for for an entire army, I'm Polish. I own a butter knife. <laughs> I'm Canadian, living in the states. I don't know what that means, but I assume I won't be able to do much. <laughs> Probably just like go to my maple syrup stash and throw it at them and they'll be all sticky and they won't be able to ask move. them nicely ask them nicely to stop doing what just, just doing. lure them out with some labat blue and i'll i'll take care of them yeah sorry to bother you eh? could you uh follow me outside there and uh and my friend's uh, banner will let's go join, my, join my friend uh, banner he's in need of help eh? <laughs> don't mind the surgical gloves on banner he he's just like that <laughs> Oh god! Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about the proctologist's office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about consoles, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe, perhaps. Uh, I think uh, we were talking about for a second there. We talked about uh, Rockstar being dicks and not like making yeah, exclusives. Some, uh, yeah, they are dicks. Yeah. My god, Rockstar, everybody's dicks. It's that's the way the yeah. the industry works. Um, yeah, so some games, I think, you, Science, you said a lot of games sort of like sell you on a system. Yeah. Uh, and for me, Uncharted 4 sold me on the PS4. Um, what would it take to get you to buy, like, say, an Xbox One? Nah, I don't think I'll ever buy Xbox One because I I don't like uh, Halo. I actually dislike Halo after a lot. Careful, Cap is editing this podcast. <laughs> I know, he loves Halo. But I played like Halo 1, I didn't like it at all. I played Halo 3 and I still didn't like it. Uh, I, I, I like uh, fast-paced uh, first-person shooters a lot more than uh, consoles, first-person shooters, so I, I, can't, I just can't get behind Halo. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I think um, the main problem, yeah, I think the main problem for me is the uh, exclusives. Like, neither of the consoles really have enough exclusives to make me want to I mean, shell out the, now, the, the entry fee just to be able to access them. What I'll say here is that um, I, I, the reason I didn't buy Xbox One is because Xbox One is an American console with a plenty of American games that also come out on PC. PS4 is a Japanese-ass Japanese console and still some crazy-ass Japanese things come out of it that don't come out on PS, PC and never will, probably. Like um, Yakuza but, 0, man. Yeah. Like, like Until Dawn is not some crazy Japanese game. Why won't it come out on PC? I'm crying. Because it's Sony. Because it's Sony and it has its exclusives. And it, I'm weeping. I want to play Until Dawn. Especially... But now Japanese game developers are getting in on the PC market. Like Tales of Berseria had a simultaneous release on PC and console. Yeah, but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. This Gaia came out like a year ago, like 15 years after it came out on console. So I'm not quite sure about the speed in which they are coming out on PC. 
Yeah, for sure. They're they're going back though, importing old games that wouldn't have gotten ported in the past, like all those Final Fantasy ports. Yeah, that are now on PC. Basically, every Final Fantasy is on PC now, except for fifteen and twelve. And twelve. Oh yeah, twelve. Is isn't twelve coming though? No. 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 They, twelve is the one they, I would want to want to go back they, to. Too. They, they, that sucks. They, they said like, oh, 12 is coming out. Oh, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. It was just miscommunication. Forget about no, that. No, sorry. We're just whiz- wait on Tenterhooks for our Final Fantasy VII remake that everyone really wants to play. I mean, why are they? I mean, I understand tapping into nostalgia, but it has its limits. Yeah, I, just, I don't that, know. that game just seems like seems like. It, it is a it is a game being made without a without a market in mind. Like the the purists are going to be upset that it's not the Final Fantasy VII they know and love, and the pe- new people are going to be like, well, okay, like this it, this it, is based on a story that was that was weird twenty years ago, and I feel like it hasn't been updated. Like, are they yeah. going to keep are going they going to keep the transgender sequence? And yeah, I, are they going to keep the snowboarding? I don't know. I know you don't take snowboarding out matter. of a video game. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it you add it matter. into every video game. I know it doesn't matter. It nothing matters. It's the, it, people are going to buy it anyway because it's so yeah. big. I mean, the is name there a point is so to playing big. it now that we already know that Aerith is dead. <gasps> what? What? You piece of garbage! I was playing Final Fantasy VII for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I, oh, boo hoo! Yeah, State killed Dumbledore. And she's like, "Well, this Aerith is great. I hope she doesn't get horribly murdered." <laughs> oh no! Oh, Maybe there's a way to save her. There's a secret way. She she went when uh, first time I was playing it. Uh, I had the best items equipped on Iris when she died, and the game doesn't give you shit. It doesn't give any of the items back. That piece of shit game. God damn it! It's the it's the Dark Souls of Final Fantasy. <laughs> you have to go back a save to unequip everything, and it's like five. They hours have to watch plus. the same death sequence again, and she yeah. keeps dying and dying and dying again. Rewind, Sephiroth kills her. Rewind, Sephiroth kills her. Oh well, we're in a we're in a fun fun loop. Yeah, it's like Edge of Tomorrow, but <laughs> Iris, Japanese. I want you to move now. It's been the fourth time you've been. Oh well, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, so I mean, this is a trend though that Japanese games are starting to come to PC. Like Nier Automata is getting a. Uh, PC port, although they haven't announced when it's coming out. Um, then Nino Kuni 2 is going to be on PC as well. So it's it's mm-hmm. strange to see all these games that would otherwise be PS4 exclusives. Yeah. Now it was surprising to see Nino Kuni 2 on the on PC. They 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 said it was coming out on PC and it was like what? It was I think it was the first big Japanese game that uh, that will have a sub like a like a. Um, uh, simultaneous PC and console release, except well, for like uh, Metal, Gear Sol- Metal Gear Solid Five did as well. Yeah, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. So, and I'm looking at the games coming out here up here soon. We've got some bangers coming out in the next few weeks. We've got Sniper Elite Four, Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing else what? I can think of. <laughs> why, 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 why are we talking about Sniper Elite for for, for unexplainable? I, I think we're call- those are those games are testicle shooting simulators. Yeah, oh, I yeah. have I have problem like I, I talk, I've briefly touched my issues with Battlefield with the way shooting feels in Battlefield. My my the, there's the biggest disconnect in those sniper games. I, I 
get I get it. And I said, well, I love I like sniping in video games. This is like sniper the video game. But I shoot a guy and it, like it goes in the X-ray and his bones shatter and it looks all cool and stuff. And then it goes out of the frame rate and then nothing's happened to the model. He still looks exactly the same, even though I just obliterated his face. Like I want it to be like that's those old soldier of fortune games where you just it, where people just explode from yeah, the force of the round you're ejecting into them. They were turning into jibs, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I want. I want. I want. I want a good Soldier of Fortune game. Is what I'm. You want at. them jibs? It has I been want, a long time since good jibs. I want them to be video. ludicrous. Yes, ludicrous, ludicrous jibs. jibs. Yes, ludicrous for jibs. like six rib cages. I want six rib cages on the ground. Yeah. If I yeah, knew enough like Mortal ludicrous Kombat. songs, I could make a pun here. <laughs> yeah, I Mortal don't. Kombat. I want to upper. I want to input the code and uppercut a guy, and like five Heads. five skulls erupt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like five skulls from the same body. Oh yeah, there's like a skeleton made of skulls. The old Metal Comic games. Oh where you could, no! You could input a code yeah. and it would it would hypercharge all of the fatalities. So when whenever where it used to be, oh, you punched him and, uh, and his head flew off. Now now five heads fly off. And and, and ten testicles. He had ten testicles. That yeah, he man does. was a wonder. You just shot George Washington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've altered history. Do, do, do the different testicles produce different offspring? Is that the idea? Yes. <laughs> Nobody they each, they each produced a different, a different band called Offspring. <laughs> well, every, band, like every, a... every band of Offspring has four testicles because of genetics, of course. <laughs> like one of them just like a polka band? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes. they, they're different spins of, of Dexter Holland on accordion. Offspring. They actually have all the same songs, but in different styles. One's a heavy metal band, one's a polka band, one's a country band. One of them sings all the same songs, but translated into Japanese and super kawaii. Yeah, oh, one of yes, them I just sings super back- kawaii, j- kawaii offspring. One of them just sings backwards and it's all about <laughs> Satan, and you're not quite sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so. Moving on from Offspring-related fan fiction. Yeah, what I was going to get was uh, Mass Effect's coming out. Is that coming out this week or next week? That's coming out on March 21st. Oh, so it's not coming out either this week or next week. <laughs> no. For some reason, I had in my head it was coming out this week, and I was getting really excited. No, it's now I'm not. Now I'm Persona yeah, 4 coming out this week? For. I think Persona 4 is coming out this week. Persona 5 comes out in April. Um so as for what's coming up soon, um, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Uh, that game looked like it might be all right. It's also yeah. not coming out to PC. God damn it. I love my PS4 because of shit like this. Nero Automata is coming out on March 7th. 10th for you, Science, yeah. because you're up. Um, the uh, demo looked okay. demo looked fine. The demo was enjoyable, but not as enjoyable as I would have yeah. hoped. But it looks batshit crazy enough that I still want in on it. Yeah. And then for the rest of the month, I think it's um, Mass Effect on the 21st. And then early April, there's Persona 5. And then mid-April, there's Ukulele. So yeah. next little while is stacked. Yeah, there's plenty of games coming out this year. Yeah. I, I didn't imagine that I'd that there'd be a spring where I'd be playing three big RPGs because I'm playing near Mass Effect and Persona 5 all at once. That's going to be uh, a little hectic. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I will totally buy Persona 5 
Uh, I don't know if I'll buy the two other ones. I'm not. Have any quite of you guys? Uh, I was going to ask if we're talking about that's hardware. Have any of you guys bought the PS4 Pro? And do you have any plans to buy the Scorpio when it comes out? Uh, supposedly this year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not even a little bit interested in that. <laughs> I have a PC for my. Like if I want a high, like a like a really powerful thing, why would I buy a pro console? That yeah, it's one of those things where that four hundred dollars could be much better spent, like getting a better graphics card and some yeah. more RAM. Yeah, I have a really good computer, except for my graphics card, which is a mid 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 kind of th- medium kind of thing. So if yeah. I'm going to buy something, I'm going to buy a new graphics card. No, thank you. So my point of view on this is that if I were buying a PS4 for the first time now. I would buy a PS4 Pro, but since I bought my PS4 before the Pro came out, before it was even announced officially, I obviously got the original. In fact, I actually got one of the special edition Uncharted console, so my PS4 is teal. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It also has like this ugly in Nathan Drake engraving on it that I Ew. ignore. Um. But yeah, it's it's otherwise I like the I like the look of the console. I don't know. Does color. he smirk at Nathan you? Nathan Drake is a I don't know, Nathan Drake is a handsome man. I wouldn't be uh, all that opposed to having a Nathan Drake on my console. Yeah, is, he, is he smirking at you, the engraving? He's not doing the handsome smirk though. That's the problem, Banner. Does he have he's, not doing the smirk. he's doing the, the serious smolder with the gun. Oh, oh I can I can only I can only take him seriously when he's doing the, the half the half serious smirk while with when one hand giving you a thumbs up and the other hand is holding an AK where he's where he's mowing down a dozen innocent guys who are just doing their jobs. Yeah, interestingly, you can't take him seriously when he's making a serious face. Only when he's making a silly face, you can take him seriously. Yeah, he's he's like, he's like Indiana Jones, but like, what if Indiana Jones was a mass murderer and didn't actually care about what he was looking for? I don't know. Indiana Jones was kind of a mass murderer. Have you seen the earlier movies? He's killing like left and right people, and that doesn't care. Um, I mean, he he kills some people, but he is. Like, he kills not... twenty people in the first movie. That's mass murder, if I ever saw. Nathan Drake kills twenty people in a single encounter. That's true, but you know, that's potato, potato. If it's a video if Indiana, game, if I'm pretty Indiana sure he Jones kills a to... dozen people on the way to the Let grocery me... store. Okay, let me tell you this, Banner Thief. If you, you do, you think if Indiana Jones had to kill a hundred people to get to where he was going, would he kill one hundred people to get to where he was going? I think he would be killed because I don't think Indiana Jones would be able to handle it. I think old, it's a movie, so yeah, because he's also in his seventies now. <laughs> okay, so not right <laughs> now, but let's say in his prime. No, he probably he probably would have found an found a, a smart way to go around them, and it would have been clever and would have made you go, aha. Oh, yeah, He'd also okay. say, fuck this. I'm going to go hang out with Chewie. <laughs> uh, you're, I think you're mixing our universes, uh, Murph. As far as I'm concerned, every Harrison Ford movie is in the same universe. Okay, oh, fair God, enough. Air Force One is so good now. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force One is pretty good. It was I like that movie. It's no, yeah. it's no The Fugitive, but it's pretty decent. I mean, Gary Oldman makes the movie as he makes every movie he's in. I mean, when we're, if we're talking about movies that have airplanes full of terrorists in it, I prefer Con Air. I prefer Top Secret. <laughs> okay. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, we all remember when Val Kilmer was actually handsome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a was a while ago. That was a while ago. He was Batman. He, he was, was Batman. Batman. Yeah. It's weird, it's weird to say. 
think about this for a second. There's probably a group of people out there who's for them the definitive Batman is Val Kilmer, and they that are constantly they are constantly great. upset. They're constantly upset. I, I bet you those people exist, and they're constantly upset that they keep going in the series. They're like, I want to take it back to when it was jokey, but not, but not George Clooney jokey, not Adam West jokey. Val, no, yeah, I think everyone is just forgetting about Adam West, which obviously is the best Batman. I know he's amazing. Batman should be like weird and comic booky and have. Panels that say "boof" and "zip" and "zot" when yeah, that's uh, a way like Lego Batman movie. I want them to release. I want DC to release more of their their take themselves way too seriously DVDs. But I want them to replace instead of using Kevin Conroy, use Adam West, <laughs> and just have him voiceovering super serious. Oh, I'm gonna have to kill Joker this time. Oh, he's gonna get at it. Oh God, I'm such a bad. Oh, I hate my life. Oh. But it's Adam West saying it, and you're like, oh, this is oh, this is nice. It's Adam West. It's nice. There was get- an interesting uh, episode of Batman the Animated Series when Kevin Conroy actually met a superhero voiced by Adam West that was co- totally old Batman. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't even remember what, what what's going on. I think we're on. talking about darkness and no parents. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Have any of you guys played a Resident Evil Seven? Talking of darkness and no parents. Yes, I completed it. I love that game. Yeah. Yeah, Besides, I was wondering. I was wondering if you guys had talked about podcast. it because because I, I just bought it and I haven't yeah. played it yet. I was I was I heard really good things about this one. Yeah, four thumbs ups from me. Cool. I mean, for like, for are you Wrigley, counting like your big toe as your thumb there? Yeah, for Wrigley, ghastly, green, slimy, like blood-soaked thumbs up that are like they have like their individual mouths on each thumb, and they're gonna and swallow like, you up. More like at you. More, more, more like moldy black tarry thumbs that are barely hanging on on my hands. Which letter? Which letter of the? Which letter of the umbrella virus are you? Are you T? Are you U? Or you are. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a E. You're the E virus. That does that just doesn't have the same yes. ring to it somehow. Even E-virus. though it sounds almost oh. exactly the same, it's not quite the E-virus same. E sounds like a new like street drug that people take before raves. No, yeah, E virus is something you you is something out of Snow Crash. <laughs> Father, I think you will be surprised when you're playing the game then. I want uh, nothing in the game. Nothing in this series has ever gotten to the heights of the T Veronica virus. I mean, uh, uh, seriously, the game actually has a good story. This is uh, like an outlier in in that in the in the in the universe of Resident Evil because it has an actually interesting story and characters. When I think Resident Evil, I think great storytelling. Yeah, that's weird, right? (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, this is the first entry in the series that was penned by a Western writer. So I believe it was actually originally written in English. Yeah. I wonder oh. if it's translation issues that make Resident Evil stories so god-awful in the no, West. it's just th- the Japanese being crazy. I think I, I think it's the bad storytelling that makes the... Yeah. Makes the like, original. You, like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying there, there are obviously worse stories, but... I mean... There, there are no... some things I like about Resident Evil storytelling, but man, that... Man, they just got so far up their own ass. Yeah, I, I mean, there are no translation errors that 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 can like overshadow Albert Wesker fighting with Chris Redfield in a volcano while Chris Redfield is punching a boulder. Like, there's no, I don't think anyone can like say, oh, it was a translation is, error that that happened. Chris, well, why is Chris Redfield punching the boulder instead of the guy who's fighting him? 
Because the boulder was blocking the path, so he, uh, yes, yeah, Chris Redfield is Richard Redfield is actually part boulder. That was the yeah. that was the twist of that entire series. Like, oh, he's actually like half half the thing from the Fantastic half rock? Four. Yeah. He's yeah, ridiculous. He was, he's yeah. his mom taking so rock? many steroids. Yeah, yeah, he was part rock, and then he saw that boulder, and he was dad, and then he started punching it and said, "I hate you, dad." And that was a whole family thing. You don't want to know about it. Wait, no, you're not. You're not joking. His dad is a rock. No, his don't, mom yeah, fucked a rock. I'm, 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 we're, we're, I'm making I'm fun joking. of how how steroid ridden Chris. Yeah, all all the kids. All the character designs from that point in the series were like hypercharged. Like uh, Joe Valentine got like a huge, like big D cups and like really blonde yeah. hair. Everyone's like so sexualized. It's really crazy how, how much the character designs, quote unquote, evolved. Yeah, which I think it says something about Resident Evil that I legitimately believed that somebody was a rock's son. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it would can, be a month by the it. time. Yeah, by the time the sixth one rolled out, it was very much possible that someone was related to a rock. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so leaving aside geological romance, Resident Evil 7 actually raises uh, an interesting interesting issue in that it was one of the first sort of mainstream AAA games made for VR, as in like having a VR version. Uh, and up until now, VR has sort of been almost in these proof-of-concept minigames. Um, and it seems like, uh, especially PlayStation, has invested a lot of money in VR. Do you think that's sort of where the future of consoles is going? Or do you think future in the future consoles will look more or less like they look right now? Nice segue. Um, I'm not quite sure if... Uh, I mean, it depends on the future of VR, what actually happens with it. Uh, it's interesting that Microsoft is not investing in VR at all, and they're like, yeah, they're going the AR route with Hololens. Yeah, but Hololens is so far, like that, like it's it's. I think it's going to be in the Xbox Two. Yeah, maybe. Like it's like I think it like will be in five years. Maybe it'll be like a thing. But right now, it's it's not even it's not i don't think it it's even possible to do anything with it like people had hands like tried it out and it was not not consumer ready like it wasn't a product that would actually sell i think and it was like they announced that it was it would probably cost like $500 to just buy one i think something like that it was like a uh, um, uh, how much it would cost, and so, it it, it like has small Oculus and Vive. Yeah, but it had like a small rectangle in the middle of the screen of of your glasses of where things actually happened. So it was very limited and didn't like it worked okay, but it wasn't it wasn't consumer ready. So um, they'll take so, some yeah. time to perfect the technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 VR is already here. Like you know, say what you want about the product, it's not perfect by any means but it's here and and you can we can observe how how well it's doing and uh and how well peripherals overall are doing in the current you know console climate and i'm not quite sure if people are all that interested i don't i don't see it selling very well yeah i i get i i still think we're in a wait and see approach with vr it's the the fact of the matter is it's too expensive like even the lower end stuff like the psvr is 300 dollars on top of 
the console you already bought and that's a lot for people to swallow like the the when i heard the htc vive was going to cost 800 dollars, i said man they're just not even trying to make this yeah. day. it is it is still it's like it's like when hgtvs first came out and the the lower end ones cost over a thousand dollars like it took a few years for them to trickle down and become really affordable for the average person i still think we're a good three four years oh, out from the what, vr being affordable Okay, sorry. One, one, one update. I just checked. I was very, 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 very wrong about the cost of Hololens. The developers' edition of the Hololens will cost three thousand dollars, and it will ship in the first quarter of two thousand sixteen. I'll get it. I'll get three. Two thousand sixteen. That already happened. <laughs> yeah, that already happened. But that was like the first like uh, batch of like the very basic like you know like dev tools so three thousand dollars for for that piece of hardware no i can't afford not to buy one (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah, the consumer version hasn't even isn't even out yet it's just a dev kit basically yeah um yeah this is this is a long way from from being ready for prime time um yeah, this is this seems to be the podcast where we where we are skeptical about Halo, Hololens, and all the other things Kappa likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still I just think we're a few years out from really being able yeah. to tell what's going to happen to it. Like it, it, it's one of those things where you it's like even demonstrating it is hard because you you can't unless you have the headset on. It's really hard to communicate to a person what exactly it's like. Like I, I've never worn a, one of the modern VR headsets, so I, I'm speaking from ignorance. But it just really, all the demonstrations just seem like, well, here's two screens, and the person wearing it, they seem like they're having fun, but I can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the idea behind trying to get demo kits into stores. But I've walked into multiple Best Buys since VR has been on the market, and I haven't seen a single demo kit. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I haven't gone searching for them. I've walked into Best Buys for other reasons, but it's still bizarre. You'd think they'd be making a push, especially in a big city, but they're not, it's not doing it. Um, um, I, I, yeah. I, it's, it's weird. I, I was um, shopping in a, uh, you know, a mall recently and they had a demo for uh, HTC Vive there. You could just like try it out. It was like a big, big thing in the middle of the mall. So Take that headset and flip it on eBay for a few for a few hundred bucks. Boom. Yeah, take that sweaty headset that multiple people had like squeezed their juices on, put it on your head and experience the magic of VR. This, this once again so we're glad veering, I don't have hair anymore. Yeah, once again we're veering into the after dark podcast territory. Save that yeah. for my after dark podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk uh, all about let, how shaped heads be, benefit. Let's you. be honest, VR is all about that after dark content. Yeah. Oh yeah, all about the porn. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, uh, that's probably uh, is going to be what what drives acceptance is if like super awesome of that stuff comes out and everyone's like, well, this is the new era. This is the new frontier. This this is the only way we can enjoy ourselves anymore. No, let's be honest though. Uh, the pornography industry uh, always gets in on the like uh, like the latest trends in technology. It's oh yeah, like they, the- they decided the VHS Betamax wars. Yeah, definitely. So eh, we'll see. That's not what I learned in history class. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it seems definitely the adult industry tends to be at the forefront of these things, especially in the West. Um, in in like the Japanese adult industry tends to be a little more conservative in how they uh, they implement technology. Uh, so we'll see how how well VR sells um, sells uh, porn in the West. Uh, it's a big thing apparently for Naughty America, as we talked about a few podcasts ago. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, VR seems like it will be part of the future of consoles eventually. But do you think that traditional consoles are just going to disappear? Like, are they all going to be uh, are they all going to be replaced by VR units, or um, are consoles just going to be just going to be phased out entirely, and we're all going to go back to gaming on PC? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't think consoles are go- are going to be going to go away. I, I would not. Not be surprised to see them take a phone model approach where every two years or so they come out with like this one's a little better than the last one. You can buy it on subscription like you do your yeah. phones. I would not be surprised to see them go that way before you're yeah, too definitely. long. Now, uh, I, I th- yes, I agree. Uh, there's always going to be a consumer friendly version of playing video games. You don't want to do the whole PC stuff. You don't want to do all of that. You want to buy a ready product that you just plug into the TV and play. Yeah, most people I, don't want to fuss with PC stuff. And I say that exactly. as a PC nerd, most people don't want to have to deal with it. And yeah, I play exactly. Oh, I and don't I, even I like dealing su- with it. And I and yeah. I play a lot on PC. I was super surprised when people were complaining about the stuff that's happening with um with PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One to Xbox One Scorpio because it was such an obvious next step and people in press were so negative about it and I was like well, I am actually surprised that this didn't happen like five years ago because that's obviously what Apple was doing and it was doing very well. Uh, and, and iPhones aren't exactly cheap. So it's not like, oh, these consoles are super expensive. So obviously you can't do the same thing with consoles that you're doing with Apple products. No, you totally can. They're, they're coming out with uh, iPads every like two years and they're like, they cost a lot of money, so I, I have actually. This is actually probably an optimal way to perf- to you know sell consoles nowadays. Like uh, they were selling not, you know, they were saying okay, but PCs are kind of sneaking up uh, on on their market slowly. People are getting more and more into PC uh, side of things, so you know you got to like shake things up, you know. Especially yeah, because but... like PlayStation Four wasn't like a the powerhouse people were hoping it would be. I mean, the thing is, they're they're almost sort of in trying to compete with the PC. They're making their product more like the PC. True, and uh, that they're shifting to this incremental upgrade model. Yeah. Um, and I think it's pointing to console generations kind of becoming blurrier. Um, in the past, you could say you know there's the GameCube, the Xbox, the, the PlayStation Two. And they're all roughly equivalent in terms of specs, and they all did roughly the same things. But now we're in a, a weird place where the Switch is launching the next generation ahead of everybody else, but is also underpowered compared to everybody else. It's like console generations don't really mean anything anymore. Yeah, and and if the rumors yeah. are to are to be are true, the Scorpio is going to vastly outstrip. The PS4 Pro in terms of capability. Yeah, yeah. I so don't think that's anybody. That cares. almost seems like a like a bad investment for Microsoft because it's going to be pricier to make. 
and so yeah. they're going to up the manufacturing costs of this thing and maybe it will make um cross-platform games look better on the scorpio but the pro's been out for long enough that you know the playstation like the people who want these generation of consoles they're, it's already going to be in their hands um and so only exclusives will look really really good so it's going to be a matter of trying to get people to buy scorpio for the exclusives and that's never really been xbox's selling point yeah and I, I so, and I don't understand who will care. Like people who really want like uh, top of the line hardware will just should go to PC and just like invest in that. And Microsoft is already releasing all of their shit on PC. Like actually, almost all of their shit on PC, even exclusive exclusives, are landing in Windows Store. Uh, as crappy as that is, they they're there. So I'm not hey, quantum quite break sure. is even on steam now. Yeah. So I'm not um, quite sure who would actually be into a super expensive, uh, powerful console. So I think, I think the market Microsoft is going after is sort of the family market, uh, where this makes sense and why they're in, introducing things like cross buy, where you buy it for windows 10, you actually get it for Xbox and vice versa. And the reason they're doing this is because, um, they want they're appealing to people who want that flexibility of, you know, playing on the PC or on the TV. Like, say, the family television is currently occupied by, I don't know, uh, your spouse is watching football and you want to continue playing Quantum Break. Well, then you can just s- seamlessly transition over to your PC and resume where you left off. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you want to play Forza and Jimmy's on that on on the TV watching cartoons. God damn it, Jimmy! I gotta play my 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 car games on my PC, and and you you got them, Brad. I'll I'll make you pay. I'll make you pay. Sorry, flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounds like a traumatic childhood. <laughs> um, but like seriously though, I don't know what the size of that market is. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. not, I'm obviously not in that market being a single person living with roommates. Um, but I can imagine that for families, it's, it's valuable. I just don't know how big that family market is and whether Microsoft can really successfully tap into it. Mm. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. It's Hard also weird know. that all these consoles are aiming towards 4k being the same. Like 4k, I still feel is like a couple years out. Like I said this two years ago when I remember saying, man, two years from now, I'm going to look into 4K. And, and now it's two years later. I'm still saying two years from now, I'll look into 4K. It just feels like it just feels like it's taken really long for 4K to roll out. And both I mean, of these consoles are targeting it, but they still can't really target effectively because even top of the line graphics cards now can barely handle 4K. If you're if you if you want to run things on high settings. And And truthfully, it's not that exciting. It's like. Oh, like you—you you have to make a new thing to for consumers to be excited about. You can't be just like, "Oh, it's it's more K than the the thing you already had." It's like saying, "Oh, this TV has more colors." Like nobody cares about that. That's what they're doing with HDR, though. That's yeah, but they, to they, sell. it's literally they this. This could this could have more colors. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I I use a big. It's a big 38-inch 1080p TV. I use it as my monitor, and it works pretty well. Like, I, like the idea of this yeah. being 4K, like, is probably lost on me because I sit 
I, I have a weird seating position where I sit far enough back from it, like 4K would probably be lost on me unless I was willing to put my face up to my TV, which I'm not. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the appeal. I, I think if you do that, you get sucked inside and become <laughs> part of the video game. That sounds great. You get trawned. You get trawned. Let's so. hope that doesn't happen during Resident Evil, though. That'd be, that'd be the, a yeah, rough you game to be. Catherine, maybe. You, you already can do that. All you need to do is buy yourself a PS4, but Pro, buy yourself a PSVR, and sp- literally spend $1,000 just so you can play Resident Evil 7 in VR. And shit your pants, and shit your pants to death. Because I don't need to. I don't me. need to spend a thousand dollars to do that, though. <laughs> yeah, just like you, you I do that pay. now. Guzzle the entire bottle of laxatives. No, I, 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 I pay ten dollars to do that to somebody else. So I'm not. I, I ain't gonna like go beyond beyond my budget. Like you'd pay I, somebody ten dollars to down an entire <laughs> bottle of laxative pills. Like somebody sells me those pills on the on the corner. That they're very illegal. Very illegal. Pretty sure laxatives are over the counter. No, not those. Not, not these those. ones. You, you, not, not these you. ones. You, just like in Futurama, are... you'd be lucky that you have your bones left after a bowel movement. These are the illegal Russian laxatives. Got it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. In terms of. Like uh, resolution, I think 4K probably does provide some noticeable benefits, but it's a really hard sell to get people to buy into that at this stage, especially like for a television. There are very, very few television broadcasts in 4K. It's just you're not going to see the difference except for in a select number of video games. Yeah, if I and, if I want to watch something in 4K right now, I have to have, have a 4K TV, and what my options are basically what what are Netflix what Netflix shows are. And that's pretty much it, because even 4K Blu-rays haven't really caught on yet. And 4K Blu 4K Blu-ray players are pretty expensive, and like a lot of the movies coming out for it aren't the ones you want to watch. Like I actually just got announced the other day, Amazing Spider-Man Two now available in Sony 4K. I'm like, oh great, I get to watch Amazing Spider-Man Two in 4K. Yay! It's the worst Amazing Amazing Spider-Man, and the first Amazing Spider-Man was pretty bad to begin with. Yep. And and truthfully, uh, when when I don't see, I don't. Four uh, K looks pretty, but I barely see the difference between seven twenty and ten eighty. I'm like, yeah, yeah, ten eighty p looks pretty pretty. Yeah, it, it looks good, and I don't think I need to look all that much better. I'm I'm good. I I'm, I think I'm good. I don't see like big pixels on on my on my monitor i think that'll do i think i don't need much more than this so i'm not gonna pay like a thousand two thousand dollars to to like change anything maybe if it would cost me like oh you can have uh, something a lot better for like two hundred dollars or three hundred but man 30 years from now our future children will be like how do our parents survive without twenty thousand by twelve thousand yeah, I was like, thinking you know, about this how- the other day. So, like, bringing this back to Star Trek, of course, because everything has to revolve around Star Trek with me. I was thinking about the tablets and t- and screens they use. Like, they were f- like that that show, the, that franchise predicted flat screen TVs in a way very few, very little sci fi did in that time period. So, I was wondering, like, are the tablets they're using like do they have like eight K screens on those tablets? And why uh, wouldn't they? Like. 
like in the future, like the like, fiction? Yeah, like in, in 2380 or whenever when TNG I, is happening. I, like all the tablets they're like, handing to each other. Like are they like crazy 16K K screens, but they don't think I mean, about it because they've always been used to that level of detail? I, if no, I looked I think at that, if I looked at that screen, would my mind explode because it couldn't handle no, all the pixels? No, I think there. If if I would have like, okay, if I were to divide like um, going the route of fan fiction and creating uh, like a crazy technology uh, that would probably exist in that time period, it would be either like uh, complete something completely different because I don't think people are going to use tablets in that far future. Uh, but if I'm, I would like. Okay, uh, like somebody would ask me, oh, what's the resolution of that thing? I would say, no, there's no resolution, dog. It's like weird electronic, like better ink. Like, you, you know, ebooks, it's like that, but like super future. It doesn't have like, resolution. Pixels don't exist anymore. Yeah, it's like, it's just like real. And people, and then you, your head would explode probably. Yeah, it's. I like the way... Of weirdly enough, I like the way Mass Effect did it, where they kind of posited a future where everyone's just kind of has a computer inside them, yeah, and everyone's always connected to the internet with through their wrist wrist computer. Because why wouldn't they be with, with yeah, and the prevalence of Wi-Fi and whatnot? Why wouldn't everyone would be, have a computer and be connected to the internet all the time? But that would be such a weird future. Like everyone would know everything all the time. If I'm everyone pretty knew sure you take off secrets, your Omni tool when you masturbate. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I broadcast that now. Every time on Facebook, I post on Facebook. Just did it. Yep. Uh, just, I play games. People it. get to guess which videos I did it to, and then if they win, they get a prize. Just, just did it to colon and a link to the porno porn I just masturbated to. Like, uh, it's just like it's just like a a video of like paint drying on on grass <laughs> dude you have a weird fetish don't people judge me. post on facebook this is lewd please take this video of paint drying down facebook comes in and says sir you have to take this paint dry thing down because it's getting people upset yeah it's getting the grass horny. standing we so tall <laughs> we don't want that it's getting people horny <laughs> horny grass man who to thunk it uh, so what were we talking about? I think we were talking about what Banner Thief gets off to. We're talking Aren't about 4K and like whether or not okay. whether or not 4K is really worth it right now. And that, but that's what all these consoles are targeting. Yeah. Um, 4K porn, man, that's going to be a thing. Oh, I download God, some, I but I can't appreciate oh, it because I'm on still on my 1080p TV, so it just looks like it just looks like normal. Just like yeah, this is what it looks like. I, I can't I can tell if it's any better. Their, I don't. I can only see their pores. I can't see their internal organs. It's not want, good enough. I want to see all. I want to be able to be able to pause it and like count the individual. There, there's porn of that. <laughs> there is internal. I don't want to say internal organ porn. Uh, we're going oh. down a weird road now. Oh. Now we can get it weirder. I, what dark web have you been searching through, Merv? I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not saying gore porn, but like okay, cameras going places where we? you wouldn't expect them to go. Uh, well, I, it's good thing. Good thing everyone paused right when he said that, so I can get a nice clean <laughs> snippet of just him saying that, so I can just post it everywhere. Me <laughs> saying I'm not talking about gore porn. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna edit it so you're saying I'm talking about gore porn. <laughs> 
<laughs> like can, cut and paste you, like a, like the audio equivalent of a ransom letter. Two yes. years from now. Uh, sorry, Judge, I have incriminating evidence. Uh, Merv seems to have said on the 26th of... And we will uh, totally bust your ass for. Yeah, you're never gonna. You are never getting elected as president. Oh wait, no, no wait. I'm also. I was also born in Canada, so (laughs) I can't get elected as well. If Ted Cruz can get elected president, that I could get elected president. Everything can happen by this point. I. I'm, I'm not remembering what's going on in politics, and I'm remembering that no, you still, in fact, can be elected president. It's fine. Anybody can be president yeah. if if present events haven't shown that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's inspirational. <laughs> Some shitbag yes, like me. I, I got can a nice clean break of of Merv saying of the of the Trump presidency. It's inspirational. <laughs> Another There's thing. always blackmail material coming for this Merv, podcast. You just- you're just you're just digging yourself a nice a nice little a nice little horrible hole. A nice here. little hole. Yes. Yeah. So I think we're gonna stop shoving things in that hole now. And oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to stop. Oh god. Oh jeez. Oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> I'm sorry. It will never happen again. Yeah. Why are my fingers covered in all this mess? Um. So. Are there any other thoughts you guys have on on consoles or the future of consoles? Um, consoles are, consoles are here to stay. I just, yeah. they're just they're just probably just going to get weirder. There will probably be more of them at incremental yeah. periods. It'll probably be like phones, like yeah. like years and years from now, you'll just hear like hundreds of millions of consoles made every year, and each each year is a slightly better one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, eventually, I think eventually, yeah, I think they're going to go the phone route. We're going to do in- incremental upgrades. Um, you'll see games straddle two or three generations, if you will. Um, and backwards compatibility will be the norm for uh, it's some get weird. subset of games. People are going to be like, oh, it works on Xbox 7, but... Uh, and, okay, it works on Xbox 6 through 8, but it won't work on Xbox 4, but it will work on Xbox 5 on 30 frames per second. So that's a I'm gonna hack my game. Xbox Five and install Cyanogen mod, and I can <laughs> that way I can run whatever programs I want. You can overclock man. that shit and be I'm like overclock oh. it. There's gonna be like a rise in Xbox fires from people overclocking their Xboxes. And then I'm just going to ask, why didn't I buy a personal computer if I'm gonna be overclocking my console? Yeah, for the for the elite hack store points, that's why you overclock your console just to say you did it. I overclocked my Nintendo 64. Why not? Overclocked it so I could run huh? my run GameCube games somehow. <laughs> yeah, by transferring the discs to cartridges. Yes. And then slapping those in there. Yeah, Just Nintendo yank that 60. little little circuit board out of the cartridge and put a CD in there and then plug it into your N64 and it works. You made the man into doesn't want you to know. Nintendo 128. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really want Nintendo to just release like the Nintendo 4096. Oh, they're really confused. Yes. And it's not, and it's just not like, it's not just like a Nintendo 64. It's like a bunch of Nintendo 64s taped together. And every game would be named like that, like Mario 4000, blah, 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 and Super Metroid 4000. I want it to be the new 64 or Super. Yeah, plus with the numbering scheme, that means that might mean that everything takes place has a weird sci-fi event. Like this, this, yeah. this takes place in the year four thousand. 
1,000 years nice. after Mario Bowser took over the world. Like, uh, I want Mario, yeah, Mario be... in, the, in the world of Warhammer 40K. Space Mario. I just want 64 Super... I just want 64 Nintendo 64s taped together. Space Goombas. Oh, yeah, that's how they, they actually made bootleg uh, supercomputers by daisy-chaining a bunch of PS3s together. I want, want Nintendo to do that with old N64 hardware. Sure. Yeah, think of all the outdated weather the climate models we could run through that thing i saw a cool a cool a cool video of a guy connecting like seven computers and then booting up every program like on 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 that amalgamate of weird computer parts and it all just like it was so fast it melted my face like i would like to have uh uh, uh, that kind of a monster just to like uh, see my PC just like uh, play seven games at once without a hitch. That would be cool. This is, this sounds like we're eventually leading down to roads to the to one of these compute one of the N six N four and Nintendo four thousand becoming self aware, and that's how it all starts. Yeah, it's it's, it's why you that is how the machines. robots win. Yes. This is this is like the prologue. We're writing the prologue to Near uh, Automata right now. But didn't I wish last... I knew what Near was? <laughs> I wish I knew what Near was. I still fucking want to play it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't exactly know what Near is. I saw like a bits of New One with like the weird book that talks all weird and like the guy with okay. the head. I don't know. I don't remember coming exactly out and the... people would be like, "Well, it's like a Japanese RPG. It gets really good if you stick with it for 40 hours like all these games do, but who has time for that?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, here's what the near so Near is a spin-off of Drakengard, which is this old uh fantasy series of Japanese RPGs, uh action RPGs, I believe. The Near is a spin-off of Drakengard, and Near uh Automata is the same setting as Near but several thousand years in the future. Yeah. So with robots instead of fantasy. Okay. I still don't know exactly how, like I saw bits and pieces and like, it was very confusing because people were like very obtuse about the history of the world and what exactly happened that they landed with in the future with, but because they're still kind of like uh, no, there's no technology really, so they're not using anything, and the, and the technology is everywhere, like scattered, like artifacts of the past. Yeah, it's, and... it's post-apocalyptic, right? Because yeah. there are all these robots running around. Yeah. In fact, all the people that you see in the trailers are actually androids, which they oh. designed to look like people for reasons I don't understand. I don't know why they give an android a boob window on their clothing, but eh. we could make we we could have made them to look like anything. But we decided to make them look like us. Just you all wait until that new uh, David Cage game comes out to, where you play as an android trying to hide her android nature. Just mm-hmm. just imagine all the great things he's going to have that character get up to in the service of storytelling. I don't know. That guy's a Drinking pervert, motor so. oil and pretending it's milk. Yeah, that yeah. guy's a pervert. Yep. He's, he's kind of really weird when it comes to women. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that whole controversy where he, where he did that thing during uh, – what was that that game Ellen Page was in? Oh like, yeah, like they mm-hmm. had a shower scene and then they like they did a nude model for her without telling her or letting anybody yeah, know I, about it. But it's that's like not why? Her body. That's not her body. It's weird though. Like why? Why do they do yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know. Like but you can't see it in game. Body. Who cares? Why would you? Why would you detail it? 
I don't know. But what I... do you care about at some point? Like, it's not your body. They didn't scan your body, so... Uh, I mean, I, it weird. can feel sort of invasive by yeah, proxy, right? That so, somebody yes. took your likeness and then... Then don't go... Kind of if you're a famous person, don't go on the internet and type in your name... Bond, yes, dude. never do that. Never, no, never type yeah. in your name followed by fake. You will find yeah, or anything like you probably find a bunch of photoshops that will creep you the fuck out. Yeah, I suppose it's I suppose it's inevitable that these things exist, but yeah. there's this is com- there's a difference between this is common and this is right, and I yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't know if I consider that to be right. But it certainly is no, common. No, obviously I don't know what not. To do about obviously it. not. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly don't know. How, I don't think there's a way to combat it. Uh, doesn't mean that I can't cluck my tongue disapprovingly. Like, um, but yeah, but it was apparent weird in that in in that she didn't agree on it and they did it. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. It's strange. Uh, I don't know if that's David Cage's fault specifically, but there's some modeler somewhere who. I mean. All they did, I think, no, no, I, all they think was add nipples to her model because she still had to have body because it's a cutscene. So all they had to do was not give her nipples. So well, they did. The whole, yeah, the whole controversy is with that model having nipples, which is also kind of weird. They're and they didn't Ken dollar down there. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, Barbie doll. Video sorry. games is strange. Video games are strange. A, a strange thing. Yeah, uh, on that note, uh, I think this has been a very interesting and occasionally disturbing podcast. Yes. Uh, any final thoughts? No. We're doomed! Well, We're we doomed. are doomed. The Nintendo 4000 will rise up. We'll become its slaves. Well, when, when we're all sitting together in the in the pods and we're all individually computing pie to the billionth place uh, while we're slowly stewing in our own juices, I'll think of you guys. Thank you. I will think of you guys, too. I will try to think of you but i will probably have i'll probably be too busy trying to figure out how to use the fucking controller yeah <laughs> it's going to be your own juices that's the controller your controller will be your juices so it'll feel natural don't worry about it so i just like pee in a cup and dip my finger in it and that moves the character around <laughs> yeah 20 years from yeah, now just, when everybody it... has 8k screens on their phones like we're people are going to l- listen to this podcast and they're going to say, man, 1080p? I can't even imagine anything that low res. Disgusting. Gross. Like those, I can those, count the pixels. Those Neanderthals with their dumb screens. Their dumb screens. Oh, the gross. They, they, their screens don't even vibrate when you touch them, and you can't even get sucked inside your own yeah, phone. Who, who I mean, could even I, imagine I have living a big like boy that? screen, and they have like small dumb screens. They're just like stupid people of the Middle Ages. Oh, yeah. The people a thousand years from now will definitely think of us as idiots. Yeah, but we didn't know uh, any better. Fair point, though. Yeah, yeah. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this in the future, we didn't know any better. I'll just be happy yeah. if there are people a thousand years from now. That's true, point. guys. Also, we're sorry for everything we'll just, do in the just future. Pray to North Korea, yeah, and hopefully they'll let us. Yes, live look to look to, look to Holocaust. North Korea to save us all. Yeah. Also, guys, in the future, you hail listen- Kim Jong Un. Yes, if you're listening in the future, uh, if you have a crazy future technology that can bring people back from the dead, uh, there's three good candidates here. If uh, you know, if you yes, the three of us will be top yes. of their list. Of brave yes, minds yeah. we have excellent. Genes. Albert Einstein, this, nah, nah. This is the last Stephen thing Hawking, that survived. Nah. 
now this is the last uh, thing that survived the apocalypse. So they have no other traces of the past. They only have this podcast. So uh, yeah, yeah. Just look us up. Look us up. Um, I'll probably be ashes because I'll be cremated. I'm mm-hmm. guessing. So um, just but, gather yeah. up whatever dust you can and uh, uh, resurrect I freeze me. myself. I I'll freeze myself and then bury myself somewhere. Uh, freeze hope... yourself and then bury yourself. Yes, yes. I will. In I will... that order. Yes, in that order. I will. I will get someone to do it. Obviously. But uh, I'll do it on the North Pole so that I won't unfreeze there. So if you're looking for science over here, uh, I'm somewhere at the North Pole. Yeah, joke's like, on you. North Pole won't exist in 50 years. Shit. Yeah, the Earth's magnetism is sort of constantly changing. So okay, that's going to shift. Okay, look for a cybernetic coffin just just at the bottom of the sea. Honestly, that's All probably right. your best bet. Just like yeah. right at the bottom of the sea. Yes. Nobody yeah, will be able to get to you besides John Cameron. James Cameron, I mean. <laughs> a future James Cameron, a cyborg James Cameron. Oh, he'll still be alive. Oh, I know. He'll outlive us all. Oh, in cyborg form, he'll just like get into, he'll be half submersible yeah. and he'll be able to paddle down there to rescue you. And then he'll look at my cybernetic coffin and he'll be like, oh, it's just like my Avatar movies. And then he'll shoot me into space. And we'll all live happily ever after. And on yeah. that note, Thank you all for listening to us ramble on about whatever the hell we rambled on about. If you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, we actually have a website now, which I think is super cool. Oh, shit. We have a website at avocadogamescast.wordpress.com. So you can actually go there and look at not only can can you listen to the podcast there, you can actually look at a link dump that fact checks a lot of the stupid shit we say on here because we say (laughs) a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Avocado Gamescast. So in case you uh, like to listen to us on the go, I can't imagine why you'd want to ruin your commute by listening to us. Don't do that. But you have so many it, alternatives. Dude. You have so much to live for. Don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to a bunch of, a bunch of fucking idiots ramble on about cybernetic coffins and... James Cameron, the submersible. <laughs> but isn't that just humanity? Just listen a bunch to, of dudes like listen to anything, any fucking other podcast. Um, but in case you that ticks all your boxes off, then Avocado Gamescast on iTunes. You can mm-hmm. subscribe. We'll love you. Or we'll send you a personal letter. Actually, we won't. I won't have any idea you're listening. Yes, to. we, we have arrived, Banner. Yes, we actually are legitimately on iTunes. Oh my god, we got to get us trending. Yeah. Hashtag. Uh, all uh, the episodes are marked with an explicit tag. How for weird would it reasons. be for this podcast to be what breaks the avocado out into the mainstream and lets, lets the world know of that we exist? Hashtag cybernetic coffee. Oh, I, I actually kind of hope not because I say a lot of dumb shit on here and I don't want people knowing all the dumb shit I I'm say. I'm flashing back to all of the things I've confessed I've done on the site and going, oh, God, no, 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 no. Just hide, bad. hide your, uh, just make your user profile private. No, never. <laughs> This, uh, this isn't science All my is bad. Related uh, this adventures is, have to be documented. Uh, my my name is uh, oh man, who can I impersonate? Hmm. Uh, you know, better not impersonate anyone. Ah, uh, hell with it. I'm science. Hello, I've done all the shit I've said on the forum. Yeah, this is Harvey Dent, and I'm wishing you guys well. This has been a great podcast. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> you fucking liar. Um, I am my name is actually. Hello. Oh, um, my name is Steve Martin. <laughs> 
<laughs> my name is John Rice Davis. Hello. Yeah. My name is John Rice Davis. I'm Orlando Bloom. I played Legolas. Christians are under attack. <laughs> I didn't is that a John Rice Davis thing? With the rest of the My Lord of the Ring buddies. His stunt double got the tattoo. Is insane. Uh, I've heard something about Like he's crazy right wing. He goes on Glenn Beck show. Fantastic. Oh. That's a shame. So it's like the. It's like the is he Irish or British? He's. I want to say he's. I want to say he's Irish. He has that like, accent. I, I could go on and, and I'll talk about how like Christians are under attack in the Middle East by the Muslim scourge. Like he is that's, those are his actual words. And you're like, what are you? He talking is English, about, dude? and uh, so he's like the English Adam Baldwin. How old is kind he? of? How old? Except for much older because he's seventy two. Okay, that may some have something to do with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for being on this podcast and for gossiping about John Rhys Davies' political leanings. Uh, That's with me. me. This is the podcast that will never end. This is the podcast. <laughs> we're still gonna. End. We're still gonna be talking. I think yeah, uh, the end of the world is coming soon. So anyway, let's 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 yeah, cut this wait. off right now before we yeah. say something really stupid. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for being here. Goodbye, guys. Bye bye.